In this episode of Savannah, Georgia, Anything But Ordinary. If I were addressing Shannon and Ansley, who I'm sitting at the table with, I'd be like, y'all want to go eat lunch. But if I'm addressing my family of six or more, I would say, all y'all need to get up and get these dishes washed. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, y'all, I'm Shannon. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Savannah, Georgia, Anything But Ordinary. In this episode, we sit down with Savannah natives Erica Backus and Ansley Connor, who also happen to be part of our incredible team at Visit Savannah, to talk about Southernisms. What's a Southernism? Well, it's a mannerism, phrase, or tradition that you find here in the South. We cover everything from food to finishing school and have a few good laughs along the way. Take a listen. In no way is any of this intended to be offensive or derogatory or judgmental of people in the south or southern culture or southern people we just want to talk about the things that are different in the south from everywhere else i'm from pittsburgh originally lived in savannah now for a couple years (laughs) and some things are the same here as they were for me growing up in western pa and i don't know if that's because it was appalachia region so it was kind of regional or if and but some things are also north and south different so we have two awesome guests with us If you could both introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit about yourselves, who you are, what you do, how we know each other, and Ansley, you can go first. Amazing. I am Ansley. Um, I'm the communications manager for Visit Savannah and Visit Tybee, so I am Shannon's co-worker. Um, I was born and raised in Savannah, so I'm a southern girl at heart. Yes, and I'm Erica. I'm the director of public and media relations here at Visit Savannah. I, too, am a co-worker of Shannon and Ansley. We actually work very collaborative on on our communications team for Visit Savannah. And I, too, born and raised right here in Savannah, Georgia. Woo! Visit Savannah Dream Team. (laughs) So this is fun because you guys get to, our listeners get to hear a little more about who we are at Visit Savannah and, and what we do, not just what we produce at Visit Savannah, but also who we are as people. Yeah. Which I think sometimes people don't think that we're locals, which yeah. like I said, you know, I'm not yeah. originally from Savannah, but I've lived here You're a long visitor, time. You're a visitor, but we love you. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I call myself a, a re- recovering Yankee. Um, and people don't think we actually live here and work in the community and live in the community and know the community. So this is a great chance for us to kind of advocate for ourselves personally and as an agency that like we actually do know what's going on down here. It's a great idea, Shannon. Thank you very much. I have those sometimes. I think people people getting to see what's behind the curtain of Oz, right? So talking about Southernisms, Erica and Ansley both grew up in Savannah. Ansley, what is the most blazing difference to you between being in the North and being in the South? I think the biggest one is when I say yes, ma'am, and no, sir, and things of that sort. So my brother went to school in Boston, so I'd go up and visit him. And when we went to his friend's house and his parents, and I would use like those manners, and it was almost like insulting to them. And and they just go, ma'am, like kind of asking you to repeat yourself. And I'm like, I am miss, I am (laughs) not a ma'am. But then you kind of get used to it. Right, and the older I get now, when someone calls me that, I'm like, wait, I'm not that old. Like, (laughs) I I too get offended by it. But it's it's just a vanity thing. I. Am solidly of ma'am age, but <laughs> still catches me Shh. off guard. <laughs> no, that's not true. I Never. Am, though. I am though. <laughs> well, the other thing that gets me too is like when you meet people, and they're not necessarily always older than you, but just when you meet somebody else that even if you're not familiar with them or you have like a formal relationship with them, you mm-hmm. call them Miss or Mister, and then their first name. Mm-hmm. Like my best friend's mom, I always call her, I've always called her Miss Roseanne. Mm-hmm. Even though she's like a second mom to me, I could probably just call her mom, but mm-hmm. 
call her Miss Roseanne, anybody else. I mean, my old boss, Miss Jenny, I always call her Miss Jenny. I don't call yeah. anybody else Miss anything yeah. in our office. Yeah, right. you know, it's it's a cultural thing for sure. And it's definitely something that um, derives from culture here in the South. I mean, there's a lot of respect for your elders, yes. you know, within Southern families. Um, and I think that is just a way that, you know, our parents, Sansley and I's parents taught us and probably a way we'll teach our children. And it's just, it's just a good honoring thing to do for people that you know, have lived longer than you have and seen things that right. <laughs> you haven't and have experienced that you, you don't yeah. know and understand. Did either of y'all go to like etiquette school or finishing school? <laughs> I did not go to an official university or academy for finishing school, but <laughs> I did have some very, very fancy aunts. Okay. Uh, really? <laughs> who, um, and I will say that aunt for me is normally a midwestern southern term you know the fa- the term down here is ants i have aunts because my parent my great grandmother was from connecticut originally and so aunt was always the word they taught she taught us to use ants she said crawled on the ground i mean when you, when you <laughs> okay. say it and you listen to it it's like aunt and it's like oh but yeah I could never say aunt. Yeah. <laughs> That's horrible. It's funny. It's, right. it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's it's hard in your mouth to formulate yeah. the aw sound. But it's right? like pecan. pecan. I say pecan. Yeah. <laughs> like the hard A sound. The hard A is hard to form. Hard, hard to form. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ansley, did you go to finishing school or anything like that? I didn't. I think it's kind of like a slowly dying yeah. like tradition thing. But I I know some people when I moved here that were like, oh yeah, when I went to finishing school, they taught me this, yeah. they taught me that. Yeah. Cotillions, things like cotillions that. Yeah, there's there's still a very popular cotillions, cotillion culture down here. Um, some of the couple social clubs in Savannah still do have the, the coming out, if you will, of the young ladies. Mm-hmm. I believe, is it 16 or is it 18? I think it's 16. Is it 16? 16, but you get escorted by somebody who's 18, which always kind of freaked me out. <laughs> Um, like I know people my age who did cotillions yeah. and I'm like, we're not, I mean, we're not that old. Like I, well, can't imagine. You have to go back. You have to take it back to, you know, pre the modern era. Right. I mean, yeah. 16 was marrying age. Yeah. When I was 16. I was just trying to like get a pair of pink rollerblades. But you know, back in the day you were, you were an old maid at 17. So you had to get, get going by 16. I would pray for whoever would have ended up with my 17 year old self because I was out of my mind. That's right. <laughs> right oh my god <laughs> that's pretty wild yeah so one of the biggest things that's different in the south or the big like identifying factors of the south is southern food yes what are your favorite southern foods bowl peanuts <laughs> now, i do and, love a bowl of peanuts and, and, and let's be clear they're not boiled oh, peanuts they're bowl peanuts okay yeah. so ansley explain what a boiled peanut is it's peanut that is boiled. Yes, that is correct. That's exactly, that's all it is. Pe- Wait, let me interject. Yeah. It is a green peanut, which means it's pulled before ripening um, from the ground. You know, you, you you pull peanuts. That's the term for pulling peanuts out of the dirt. And then it's washed and boiled and yes. add lots of salt and any, spicy, salt. any spicy flavorings you like. And you boil them in the shell mm-hmm. and you eat, you pull the shell off when you take them out of the broth or whatever. Yeah. And you can eat them hot or cold. Yeah. That's my thing. You got to have them either hot or cold. Yeah. Lukewarm. That's when it's I weird. think. Like if you eat them right out of the can. Yeah. No. Oh. I Ooh. would. No, Shannon. No. <laughs> Did you just say canned boiled I peanuts? I don't eat them out of the can, but I know some people who There's do. Canned? That's a yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Like the gas station <laughs> ones, people like have a weird aversion to them, but they're actually the really good ones. The gas yeah. station. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Farmers markets. Okay. Well, roadside stands. Roadside stands. 
Choose Market on Tybee Island. Yes. Best boiled peanuts. Yes. Davis Produce, Tybee Island. Yes. yes. I found Davis on that one. Spicy <laughs> ones. Oh, so good. Take it to the beach. Yeah. 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 Um, boiled peanuts are good. Yeah, boiled peanuts, I think, are one of the most uh, polarizing Southern foods. Yes. Um, for sure. It's kind of like peanut, people relate it to a peanut butter texture on the inside, mm-hmm. but it's much saltier than peanut butter yeah. and much, mm-hmm. should I think, should be much spicier, but I like yeah. mine spicy. So to, to me, they taste like beans. Like if you were to eat kind of a, a semi all the way cooked bean. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's. Um, you get the juice from the shell. Yeah, yes. you get the juice from the shell. The saltiness is really what sets it off. And I tell you, when I enjoy boiled peanuts, I have to have a Coke. I was just about to say that. Right? You have to have a Coke with Something it. Salt. Salty peanuts so and Coca-Cola that go hand in hand. And when I say a Coke, I mean the actual product Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, not Pepsi, which is another thing. Which <laughs> not Pepsi. And not any other uh, beverage that falls into the Coke category. And that is a very Southern thing. I mean, I feel like to me that is one of the hardest uh, Southern colloquialisms for people outside of the South to understand that when I ask you, would you like a Coke? And you say yes, my follow-up question to you is gonna be, well, what kind? And that totally trips people out because to us, a Coke is any type of soda. It could be a Sprite, it could be a ginger ale, it could be an orange soda, it could be a Diet Coke, it could be whatever, but the term for us down here is Coke. Now, our friends to the North and Midwest, you guys are in the pop belt. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Which I've never understood. And people say, do you want a pop? I'm like, a pop of what? (laughs) Pop who? (laughs) (laughs) It's so true, yeah. Pittsburgh is in the pop belt. And it's it was like pop is the equivalent of Southern Coke. So when you say what kind of pop do you want, then you have to differentiate like root beer, or Dr mm-hmm. Pepper, or whatever. Um, but in if you say you want a Coke, that specifically only means Coke. Coke. Pepsi is obviously yeah. only Pepsi. Right. Well, um, down here it could mean a Sprite. So, gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> also with boiled peanuts, a cold beer. Yes. If you're not doing true. Coke. Yeah. yeah. If you imbibe, that's the one to go with. Yeah. Yeah. That is pretty. That's pretty crazy. There is such a Focus on Coke, which if you are unfamiliar, Coca-Cola's headquarters are in Atlanta. So that's Mm -hmm. part of why we are. It is our lifeblood. It is our (laughs) lifeblood. And peanuts are one of our biggest exports, along with onions and chicken. That's right. I think chicken's our biggest refrigerated export. Chickens are our biggest refrigerated export. And out of the Port of Savannah, which is one of the busiest on the East Coast, the majority of our chickens going to Europe with Israel being our our top exporter. All right. Other foods include collard greens and black-eyed peas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So isn't it, what is the tradition, especially with black-eyed peas, when do you eat them? The New Year's Day tradition of collard greens and black-eyed peas is actually comes from a Gullah Geechee tradition of luck and money. So the collard greens represents money, of course, being a green uh, being a green leafy vegetable and the peas represent luck. And so if you don't have your luck and money, then you're, you're off to a bad start for the coming year. So that's definitely a tradition that we can thank our Geechee Gullah. Um, but, uh, oh, maybe that's I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Dang. We, and we have a Gullah Geechee podcast episode that we did with Gail Smith from the Pinpoint Museum. If you are listening check out that episode after you finish this one because it was awesome and she was so informative so good yeah um the Gullah Geechee people being um the enslaved west africans that were brought to 
the East Coast, especially like the Low Country and Savannah, to work on the rice plantations. Um, and then obviously as they integrated into the communities and stuff as time went on and, and they became free people and everything and, and their community tradition still lived on and I guess they led us into black eyed peas and collard greens. That's right, among other things. And last food thing that I want to talk about is fried food. Everyone <laughs> associates fried food with the South, but like it really is... The thing is, I think the the variety of fried food that you can get yes, here. Yes, we'll fry anything that's not moving. <laughs> Even when it is moving, we'll, yeah, fry, we'll fry it. Yeah, we'll fry that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the big thing that I think of is fried okra. Yes. Um, which uh, okra is another polarizing food, I think. Some it is. Some people are just either into it or not. But if I think the easiest way to take it down is, is fried. fried. I'm on you. Because if you're not familiar with okra, okra... Um, is almost furry. It has like a little, it has a, it has a strange <laughs> exterior texture like on the skin. And when you boil it, it gets to be a, a, it turns to a different, different, a totally different texture than when it's fried. And so if you don't kind of like the slimy yeah. <laughs> um, parts of okra, which some people love, uh, fried is definitely the way to go. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fried person. I'm a fried person. Yeah. I, I can't get into the okra and tomatoes quite yet. Yeah. I'm still working on that, but yeah. fried fried okras for sure. Yeah, I will add a caveat that um, I do love me some gumbo. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. And okra is definitely one of the uh, main ingredients to a good Southern gumbo, definitely. which also includes the, the tomatoes, the corn, um, the rice, <clears throat> and any um, fresh seafood and you can pick from the Atlantic. So a good gumbo does have okra in it and that but I, I do approve. like it when it's all mixed together. Yeah, when it's all mixed together. together. Just mixing everything together. Yeah, we do mix everything together. <laughs> so do you guys think that gumbo, does it have to have shrimp in it or chicken or can it be any, basically anything that's available? I think it's anything that's available. I mean, a lot of people do sausage or pork gumbo, a lot of do chicken, a lot of do shrimp. Um, but the term gumbo, like Ansley just said, is definitely an okra rice, an okra and tomato uh, dish cooked in a big pot with what's left over in the in the in the fridge. And that too comes from the Geechee Gullah culture. Mm -hmm. The word gumbo comes over from West Africa as well, like goober. So mm. it's definitely um, definitely a staple here in the Savannah houses. The mm. other thing, um, the last thing, I could talk about food all day. <laughs> grits. Grits. How do you all like your grits? Regular grits. I like cheese grits. Cheese grits. With lots Erica? of salt and pepper. Yeah. So this may get me kicked out of the county, but I'm going to go ahead and go on record that I have texture issues with grits. <gasps> I do. Wow. I'm sorry. I know. I know, right? It's it's wild. I feel like, you know, I I'm, they're going to send me to like Ohio or something because I don't like grits, but... <laughs> There are no grits in Ohio. No grits in Ohio. <laughs> I used to live there. <laughs> no grits in Ohio. You know, grit is a rough form of dried corn. And to pair grits properly, you simmer it in hot water for five to seven minutes until it's kind of a nice, creamy consistency. Um, to me, uh, I prefer my grits as a dinner food and not a breakfast food. And that's one of the cool okay. utility things about grits. Traditionally, grits can be a breakfast food. It's usually served with grits, eggs, and bacon. That's your mm -hmm. typical Southern breakfast. But we've also adapted it to, um, you know, shrimp and grits or, you know, uh, fish and grits or any type of savory meat over grits is a, is a great meal. Um, I prefer a dinner. I'm more of a dinner grit person than a breakfast grit person. Um, but, you know, Grits is the 
table staple of the south yeah it's kind of like oatmeal it is but cream of wheat i've heard yeah cream of, i've never yeah. even had i don't know what cream of wheat is really but that's what people that? tell me I don't know. when my when my northern friends and guests come they're like oh so it's like cream of wheat i'm like yeah but i don't know what they're talking about yeah it's, it's pretty similar i mean we don't eat oatmeal or cream of wheat really as like a savory like yeah. dinner thing um the way that we do with grits yeah but it's it's similar in that you can make it whatever texture you want so you can make it more of like a porridge like watery yeah. or you can i prefer mine over over underwatered and so yeah. it's more of like a thick like a thick yeah. like baseball of yeah grits see, and that's where that was that, that would be where my texture issues would come in <laughs> <laughs> yeah they are good grits are awesome okay so we touched a little bit on some language stuff but let's dive in more do you want to go back to frying should we go back to frying what All else right. do you want to talk about with frying do you like fried grits like fried grit cakes yeah they're fine okay um do you know why we fry everything i don't okay enlighten me talk about that oh you talk you asked about frying yeah and one of the reasons that we fry so many things in the south is because of da, 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 the heat you know kitchens and homes were often unventilated and so cooking a lot of heavy meals in the dead of july or august in savannah would have been exhaustingly hot so frying was a way to quickly cook foods typically outdoors and have it prepared um you know for the table and so really that's how frying started it was a it was a way to deal with the heat and to cook meals without having to heat up a kitchen per se i never even thought about that yeah so wow that's why we love to fry stuff yeah i've fried yeah yeah. i fried in my kitchen it's i don't recommend it yeah not (laughs) smell like fried food for a week yeah i can remember we had a big cast iron it almost looked like a bucket but it was a big cast iron pot with a handle and it usually had oil in it and that's where we would fry and kept outside and that's where we would fry you know everything from fish to crabs to pork chops to tomatoes to okra (laughs) to everything so yeah it's a quick easy way to prepare prepare foods (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome um okay so jumping over to language some more language things what are your favorite what's erica what's your favorite southern saying oh to me it's y'all but i think it's the most recognizable when people talk about southern culture Um, but y'all is funny because y'all can be an individual and it can be more than one person but all y'all is three persons or more. So like, if I were addressing Shannon and Ansley, who I'm sitting at the table with, I'd be like, y'all wanna go eat lunch. But if I'm addressing my family of six or more, I would say, all y'all need to get up and get these dishes washed. So to me, y'all is my is my favorite and yeah. uh, the Even most utility word. It, I know it it's, comes out. It does too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just the perfect word. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I bounce in and out of it. I I, I use naturally use guys because that's what we yes. use in the north. But when, I had somebody correct me when I first moved here and said like that that was you know not inclusive yes. or just not not polite. That's and so right. then I started being like, okay, but I'm okay to use y'all. And they were like, yeah, we love that. And yeah. I was like, okay. So y'all now is I bounce. genderless. Right. True. <laughs> Which is awesome. There's these really awesome bumper stickers that say all means y'all or yeah. y'all means y- all. Yeah. Which is really cool. We love that. Um, but I bounce in and out between the two. What about you, Ansley? What's your favorite Southern phrase or saying? Let's see. I like um, anytime I'm 
shot or anything, shut the front door. <laughs> That's a big uh-huh. one. Yeah. And I say that all the time. <laughs> that is a good one. Yeah. You're letting the cold air out. Yeah. That's where yeah. 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 I mean, it stops you from saying a bad word. And <laughs> <laughs> right. Because that's another thing in Southern culture that ladies do not curse, which oh. is totally like a ha, uh, ha, what am I trying to say? Hogwash. That's hogwash. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Hakalui, I don't know. I don't know what I was saying. Anyways, the the idea that ladies don't curse in the South is just a lie. But it is a lie. But ludicrous. <laughs> it's absolutely ludicrous. But um, the only one that stumped me when I first moved here that I absolutely had never heard was Fixin. Oh, oh, I love yeah. Fixin, too. and I love it too. I haven't gotten into using it yet, but I love it, and I love when people use it. So, what does Fixin mean? <laughs> Fixing does not mean repairing something. No, it's like about to. Like it's an about to. I, mom yeah. asked me to do my chores and I'm little. I'm like, I'm fixing to. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's a. I'm about to, or I'm in the process of, or um, I don't know. If you yeah. say if you say it right, it could be a question. What you fixing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Which is like, what and are you preparing thinking? to do? Yeah. 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 I'm fixing to go downtown. Yeah. Or I'm fixing to do whatever. Uh-huh. You're kind of just, you haven't quite we gotten fi- up. We but... fixing to eat. You want to come? Yeah. 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 I, I come. Yeah. yeah. I love that one. <laughs> and then the other fan favorite that people don't understand all the time is bless your heart. I knew it was coming. Yes, is, that, is that an insult or a compliment? It's both. both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is indeed both. <laughs> okay, so Erica, how would you use it as a compliment? As a compliment, you know, I would say to a new baby, bless his sweet little heart. Look how adorable he is. That's a compliment. That's a compliment. Ainsley, yeah. how would you use it as an insult? Um, if someone does something wrong or idiotic, <laughs> can I say that? Um, I would say bless his heart, bless her heart. Like, <laughs> Like my um, boiled peanuts thing. Bless my heart. <laughs> I guess um, bless your heart offenses would be wearing white after Labor Day or oh, yes. <laughs> or bringing Pepsi instead of a Coke to a barbecue. <laughs> that one is a big offense. Yeah. It's hard not to wear white after, after Labor Day because yeah. it's so hot here. Yeah. After Labor Day. I do is. too. Forget it. Whatever. And I'll tell you the, the, the biggest sin and the one that will probably garner the biggest bless your heart is if you offer someone instant sweet tea. Mm. <sighs> shit that, I mean, somebody call a priest uh-huh. because that is just not not gonna go down well. That's an official all. heart blessing That's right an there. Official bless your heart. <laughs> you brought some instant Lipton tea up in here. <gasps> okay, so how do we make Southern tea? I used to make it like my, it was one of my chores. Yeah, really? <laughs> yes. One of your weekly chores? Yes. yes. We always have a pitcher in my fridge, and you put whatever kind that you get at the store, you put it in um, in hot water, you microwave it for like six minutes, you put literally a bucket of sugar, <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you have to let it sit before you mix it with the sugar. That's the key to it. Mm-hmm. And then you stir it all up, and then... Micro- microwave you put it in your refrigerator and as soon as you get low like someone has yes, to make has to go it make have the sweet to refill tea. it yeah it's so funny you just might have said you may have just changed my whole life about the microwaving thing because i've always had i've always boiled water on Did the you? stove and put the tea bag in let it seep like you said add an obscene amount of sugar um and then put in your i would assume chill. we used to do that but then we yeah, got, got <laughs> our patience was low yeah. <laughs> and we wanted it quicker yeah 
it's funny because um, here, if you ask for tea, it's going to come automatically sweet. In other parts of the country, if you ask for tea, it's going to come automatically unsweetened. And it's a lot of sugar. Well, you can't sweeten cold tea. I was about to say, but then that's it's, the it's, thing. It's, it's never not the with same. real sugar. You can sweeten it with like a sugar substitute, but you can't sugar, you can't sweeten unsweet tea. So I've had many a day ruined in other parts of the country because when I request tea, it's just an unsweetened glass of cold tea. And then they bring you the little packets <laughs> they bring out. You sugar. Yeah. And then you like put it in there and it doesn't dissolve yeah. and you're stirring it around and then you're yeah. just drinking like like granules of sugar right. yeah. in the first couple yeah. sips. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I tell you, I work with an um, international journalist, um, part of our Ansley and I's role in public relations here for Visit Savannah. And sweet tea is actually one of the more offensive things you can offer, um, especially... It's, well, especially in, in countries that have a tea culture uh, like Great Britain or France or some of the other European countries, sweet tea is an abomination to them. Tea is served hot and with milk and sugar. Mm-hmm. And so an iced sweet tea um, really throws them for a loop. <laughs> I've seen it in action. So it's, it's kind of one of those things that you, you, you don't ever realize because you're kind of, you know, you live in your world, you live in your part of the country and you think that's just how things are. But, you know, when you get, yeah, when you get thrown kind of those loops of, um, what is this? How do you people drink this mm-hmm. <laughs> type of thing? Yeah. Um, it makes you really realize and appreciate different cultures and worlds. So, wow. Yeah. I, I don't make sweet tea at home that often yeah. just because I don't drink it that yeah. that often. But when I go out for like lunch or something, that's always like my drink of choice. It feels like I'm getting a Shirley Temple. Like I'm a kid again and I'm <laughs> like, like, I'm going to get a tea. And it always tastes so good. It's like one of those things that's always else. better in a restaurant yes. than at home. Unless you get like your grandma's recipe and you have a really good one. Yeah. But our friends at Southern Living recently did a little like uh, reveal that apparently in restaurants they put baking soda in the tea. Have y'all really? ever heard that? I've, I've never, never heard that. That's what I heard. That's what they said. What's it supposed to do? Like amplify the flavor? Or? It like neutralizes the tannins in the tea. Oh, so it makes so does it, it get bitter. Yeah. So yeah. it like takes away the bitterness. Now I think I've screwed it up a million times and I put too much baking <laughs> soda in it and then it tastes salty. <laughs> yeah. Don't recommend that. Yeah. Um, but that's what I've heard. I don't know. Maybe we need to ask some of our restaurant friends around if that's what they're doing. Because yeah. like the pink house tea. Oh, so, so good. So good. I don't know why. Lots of ice and a slice of lemon. Yes. yes. Yeah. Paula Dean's restaurant, they add, they go the extra step and add a sprig of mint, which is also delicious. If you've never had a little sprig of fresh mint in your iced mm-hmm. tea, I definitely recommend it. Delish. Um, You're only one ingredient away from a uh, mint julep then. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> which I keep that ingredient in my purse. So <laughs> I'm always ready for a mint julep. <laughs> That's awesome. Are there any other like Southern sayings or language things that y'all want to share with our listeners? When, I'll tell you the big one that I noticed is pitch and pitch into fit, pitch a fit, oh, yeah. pitch a pitch fit. fit. That yeah. was one that I had not heard until He's, I moved I'm here. Pitch yeah. I'm about to pitch a fit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're frustrated or yeah, yeah it's like, I'm about to pitch a fit. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there, you know, there's a lot of common ones you kind of see. I've, I've seen a couple of like Buzzfeed, you know, quizzes about, mm-hmm. we can tell what part of the country you, you're from by these words. Um, one that I completely agree with is the term buggy versus the term cart. And that's oh. shopping, the shopping cart. Are you, is it a it's shopping buggy. cart or is it a buggy? Well, down here it's a buggy. buggy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, other parts of the country, it's it's the shopping cart. I never thought of that. Yeah. Yes. What the origin of that is, I have no idea, but we are definitely a buggy 
society down here. <laughs> yeah, the signs have it wrong then because the Kroger yeah. definitely says return your carts. Yeah. And maybe that's why people don't return they the don't carts. They don't return their carts. They're like, what's a cart? What is what's that? What's a cart? I'll just take my buggy yeah. wherever they want mine. <laughs> oh, I never even thought about that. Yeah, I have no idea why it's buggy versus cart. Yep. When I hear buggy, I think horse and buggy. Yeah. Right. What we do here, of course, because right. we actually have horse and buggies. Right, right, right. <laughs> Driving yeah. around, but right. the Amish are everywhere. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, down here. That's pretty wild. Yeah, buggy. Yeah. I never thought about yeah, that. I, I think another one is um, sneakers versus tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, I say tennis shoes. We say tennis shoes down here. The other thing is that y'all, when y'all say tennis shoes, it sounds like tennis. Tennis. Like with a T I N N I S. That's that's a big thing that gets me too. Like the difference between hand me that pen and hand me that pin. Mm-hmm. You know, you lose the e yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. When you perform ballet, I don't mm-hmm. know if you listeners know that Shannon is a former uh, lead, uh, pri- uh, what is it, featured dancer? Principal dancer. Principal dancer. <laughs> yes, sorry. <laughs> Shannon is a former principal dancer for Savannah Ballet Company here, and she's extremely talented in addition to her podcast here, but she's very cut. talented. But question for you, when you performed, you performed in what type of a building? A theater. Theater. Yeah. Ansley, where do you go watch a movie? A movie theater. Theater. Down here, people say theater. Yeah, I've heard lot. that. Oh. I've heard theater. Yeah, theater. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's generational too, maybe. Because I, I think I've heard like my grandma say that. Theater. Yeah. Yeah. I, my mom always likes to point out that down in the South, we're very brand specific. Mm. We, we will take a brand and make it universal for all of those items, like a Kleenex. Mm-hmm. Okay. A Kleenex is a brand of tissue. <laughs> the right. product is a tissue, but we always say Kleenex. Oh, yeah, Do you have a yeah. Kleenex? Oh. I think that's how the, I think that's how we got to the whole Coke thing yeah. too. Right. <laughs> we just take a brand name and we make it unanimous for all products in that genre. Yeah. You know, Xerox is another one. Um, aluminum foil is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many things uh-huh. where, you know, we just take the brand and make it the product. Well, the South are notorious, the Southern people people in the south are notoriously loyal so maybe yes. that's where it comes to yeah <laughs> <laughs> that is true um okay so other interesting things that and this is a big one that i find fascinating is wedding culture in the south because mm. i do think there's subtleties in the north and south and this is where it gets me i was at a wedding one time where the and this was in the north where the groom takes the garter off of the bride Mm -hmm. throws it into the bachelor crowd and whoever catches the garter then places the garter on the leg of the female who catches the Mm. the bouquet when the bride throws it Mm -hmm. and so it kind of makes for an awkward moment between two people who may or may not know each other um do they do that in the south what are some other that's what everybody told me they're like we don't do that in the south it's a decorum thing you know Mm. weddings were you know town events back in the day and so um we probably overdress for weddings down here it's a it's a big fancy occasion for us it's a lot of family um you know it's it's usually the talk of whatever small town you're from and so we take weddings very seriously yes And when we throw the, the bride throws the bouquet and whoever catches it, it's like the next to get married. Is that a? I think that's a general thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's funny you say that Ansley and I were talking about weddings today because you're going to be in your what wedding this year. Um, 
<laughs> I'm gonna be in my second soon, but I'm going to like my fourth yeah. tomorrow <laughs> or <Yeah>. Saturday. <laughs> in the South, weddings are planned around football season. I have heard that too. So you'll find a lot of weddings that happen, you know, early spring or around winter because when those August through yeah, through November, August like through off limits. That is football season. Unless you want phones with TVs on them everywhere at your reception during the ceremony. Yes, I've heard that. My best friend is from here and she has always complained about people who plan their weddings during football Football season. season. It's a big deal and you try to avoid it at all costs. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, honestly, in the South, like you shouldn't, I don't know why you want to get married in August anyway. It's like, yeah. Way, way too hot. Way too hot. Yeah. People in the South, Southerners are, are generally more friendly than people in the North. What do you think, Erica? I think it's all a hospitality thing. I mean, we're we are a culture of hospitality, right? Especially here in Savannah. Um, you know, food brings strangers together and, you know, a smile or a thank you or holding the door. I, I'm always still so impressed when someone will hold the door for me as I'm walking into a building. Um, it, it really it goes it goes a long way. And we became we became famous for Southern culture. Um Gosh, I, I don't know when or why, but it's a thing. It's mm-hmm. definitely a thing. We you like know. to host yeah. and have big right. meals and yeah. anyone and everyone is welcome. And so I think that yeah. like nobody's a stranger. Yeah. Yes, I, I noticed that a lot being a transplant that like especially around holidays yeah. or times of crisis or anything like that. It just it's like people you barely know then all of a sudden are like giving you the shirt off their back. Yeah. And that is, I think, what sets Savannah specifically, but also the whole South like above and beyond in terms of like the friendliness and yeah. the hospitality. I think, too, uh, you know, I, I, I have traveled, you know, extensively uh, around the world and I've always made the correlation with climate being a factor in how hospitable a community is. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you look at like anything in the southern warmer hemispheres, like southern Italy is one of the most warming, friendly uh, places I've ever been. The same with southern Spain. Um, you think about the Caribbean, how warm and friendly and hospitable the folks are down there. I don't know if it has something to do with like the extended season where you have more times to gather outdoors and be friendly. Um, you know, I definitely think sunshine is a big factor of mm-hmm. it. You know, you talk about folks in the Northeast and the Midwest sort of getting that seasonal affect disorder where, you know, the constant cloudy skies sort of definitely affect your mood and your personality. Well, down here, especially in Savannah, you know, we have over 200 sunny days a year so i just think that really it really adds to just the fact that we always have a smile on our face Mm -hmm. and we're just warm and inviting people Mm -hmm. we're happy people we're happy people yeah we're hot as hell but we're we're happy we're sweaty sweaty. sweaty. but we're happy (laughs) right that's one of our favorite talking that is so funny like one of our favorite topics is how hot it is outside it's kind of like it's like you've lived here your whole life but every june i'm like why is it so hot yes (laughs) right is it that and people love to like comment on that or complain about how hot it is here in august but it's like but the thing is everybody is hot like you don't even think about how sweaty you are because you're like whatever everybody's sweaty right now like just put on some deodorant and like keep going yeah yeah it's like literally from gosh i don't know june to october we shower twice a day oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) 
cold we showers. Love it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't live in a cooler war- climate for anything in the world. I right. still. I still love it down here. Yeah, I would not <laughs> trade like that. No. three hundred days of cloudiness in the in the Ohio River Valley yeah. for you know hot August. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, something's huge for me is my hairspray. <laughs> yeah. I, I I got a mini bottle in my purse. I have a bottle in my car. <laughs> my hair gets so like uh, terrible the second I step out of the air- AC. So the hairspray is my big my friend, um, and I know it's a friend of Minnie's. <laughs> yeah. yeah, humidity is a real thing, and it can do a job on your do. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're down in the south and you see you know le- le- elegant ponytails on the majority <laughs> of the women, know that it is a necessity during the hot and humid season. I am um, you know a lot of folks, especially from the west and the southwest, talk about about how much better their weather is because it's a dry heat. That is true. I was out in Las Vegas not too long ago and it was over 100 degrees. And to me, it still wasn't hot because you weren't dripping buckets of sweat. Like a, a 110 is Vegas is a lot different than 88 in Savannah mm-hmm. <laughs> because of the humidity right. factor. I mean, my sinuses are uh, better here than yeah. they were like when I used to go back to Pennsylvania in the winter and stuff. Even in the winter time being here and it's not humid here in the winter, I just felt so different. Like I could yeah. feel my skin drying up. Yes. Yeah. 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 Same. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hairspray. Another thing that I feel like most Southern people, southern I say Southern ladies, but you know, anybody in general, yeah. teasing your hair. That is a skill <laughs> I did not have. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would get look forward to when my grandmother, grandmother would give me one of her teasing combs out of her purse. I was like, oh my gosh, I have a teasing comb. And then I recently got one again because I was like, I need to start teasing my hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was Dolly Parton, who long lived the queen, um, said that, you know, the higher the hair, the closer to God. I was and thinking I think that too. that's definitely a mantra that we all live by down here. <laughs> we still love teased hair. I mean, it's it's a Big look hair. for us and we pull it off well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just so. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. I can tell you one thing, too, like traveling across the Northeast. Um, color. We love color colorful clothes here i always i remember the very first time i went to new york i was wearing you know probably lime green pink something and i just thought i stuck out like a sore thumb because everybody was in very muted tones yes and even now when i go to new york i typically do pack a more muted uh color palette for my wardrobe and then i see the people that stick out i'm like bless their hearts they must be from kentucky But we love color here in our clothing. And one of the more popular brands um, here is Lily Pulitzer. And I don't know if you've ever seen that, but that's like a rainbow that's blown up <laughs> yeah. all over the place. And it's got she's got some really cute stuff. But you see a lot of it down here. And, and I've had friends from the Northeast come. And it's like, everybody's so colorful all the yes. time down here. And I'm like, yeah, we are. Yeah, I think <laughs> we're it's happy. Just, yeah, we're always like in like tropical yeah. mode. Kind of. It's like once we get the first warm-ish day in yeah. like March, it's like, boom. Boom, sundresses. Yes, like, sundresses. Yes. yes. All the Strap colors of the rainbow. Yes. I had a friend ask me, I was wearing a very colorful, almost Hawaiian style shirt. He says, what color is that shirt? All of them? I'm like, yup. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. It's every color. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I never thought about that too, because I, I do remember when I was in New York two years ago mm-hmm. after I had been living in Savannah and yeah. I just wore what I yeah. normally wear here. Yeah. And I do remember feeling kind of like, it's okay. It's really cold here. Yeah. <laughs> and... Um, I feel like I look like a durst. I, I looked like I felt like I looked like a twelve-year-old yeah. 
in New York City for the first time, yeah. even though I had been there before. But you have yeah. to think about them because it's reversed down here. You know, if I'm walking down, you know, sidewalk in Savannah and I see somebody in like all black and like a, you know, coat and I'm like, tourist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, I'm sorry. You just yeah. got off the plane from Maine. Yeah. Maine. Yeah. <laughs> Maine. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So wild. tip for tip to all you guys uh, planning trips down here to Savannah, bring your brightest colors. We love it. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bright colors and layers. We yes. do get that question a lot. And I know um, Ansley just wrote a great piece yeah. for our website about what to pack. Check it out. Yeah, <laughs> layers, layers, layers. Because you never know. I mean, Leah, just yesterday here. Yeah. I mean, we're not to timestamp this, but we are recording this in mid-May. And yesterday it was like eighty degrees and. Today, it's like 60, you know? You just yeah. don't know what it's going to be sometimes. And let me tell you, that that that's a southern 60, which means it's probably closer to like 34 degrees in our world. <laughs> right. I mean, we are all freezing at 50, 60 degrees, whereas, freezing, you know, yeah. that's a nice spring day for a lot of people from the north. Yes. Um, yes. You know, I always have the conversation um, when I see, you know, cities that are dealing with feet and feet of snow i don't even own a real coat right <laughs> right oh, i don't know, either i, I, I never have jacket, yeah. yeah you've never I, we we don't need them down here right. right we had one fluke season where it it's actually snowed in savannah a couple years ago and you know nobody went outside because we didn't have coats and we don't know how to drive in the snow and the roads were icy and it was a big block party if you right. could get to get to the closest <laughs> neighbor's house with wine but snow is definitely something that will totally cripple our community and our city we've, we've seen it happen 30, yeah it we're down. we're in we bad shape yeah we have yeah. no idea what to do no idea what to do thanks for tuning in to this episode of savannah georgia anything but ordinary this podcast has been brought to you by visit savannah the official destination marketing organization for savannah georgia and the surrounding area produced by tyler edick and hosted by shannon lowry Make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite listening platform, follow us on social media at Visit Savannah, and learn more at visitsavannah.com.